Welcome to the Guitar Almany Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. So we're here with Andy Jurek, Dr. Andy Jurek, that is. He uh, teaches at UNC Asheville and also Western Carolina University, amongst other things. Andy, how are you? I am excellent today, Carl. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm glad we could finally get together. I know it's been tough to kind of coordinate our, our schedules. So, so how, how long have you been in Asheville? Uh, I've been in Asheville about uh, six years or so. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, actually, I I know. I, I moved here um, uh, August first, uh, twenty fifteen, because that's when the lease in my apartment in um, Columbia, South Carolina, ran up, and uh, I, I had nowhere else to be. So why not come to Asheville? Fun, 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 fun. Yeah. So did did you move there for for the teaching job, or did you just move there because you wanted to be in Asheville? Uh, I moved here specifically for uh, my wife, um, okay. then uh, then fiance. Um, we met uh, doing our masters together at uh, Austin P State University in Tennessee. Oh, fantastic! Um, and we we started uh, dating there, of course. Then uh, she's from Asheville originally, so um, once we both left Tennessee, she um, came back to Asheville, had a bunch of gigs set up here, uh, and I went to um, University of South Carolina, and I uh, did my doctorate there. Um, I lived in Columbia for three years, and then that last yeah. year, halfway through that third year. Uh, we got engaged, and so my last year, I moved to Asheville officially, and I was doing the you know once weekly back and forth thing. But sure. uh, yeah, Asheville has been a very cozy, lovely home for the past uh, the past many years. Nice. I've, I've I've never been there. It's pretty high on my list of places to go. Um, do you by chance happen to know John Bogdanovich? I actually was at John's place uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know John well. I've known him for many, many years, and we were we were trying to coordinate um, a, a, a mayhem party trip to to go down and see him because there's a, there's a number of people here in Columbus that that know him, um, and uh, he used to he used to attend the the summer guitar workshop at the University of Cincinnati. Mm. Um, for he, as a student, he did that for many, many years, and then he just started dropping by um, to socialize for a while. So there's a lot of people from from Columbus that know him through that, and I have I have a couple of students, former students that play his instruments, and um, so we were we were really trying to to plan a, a caravan down to, to see him. Uh, it, it, we had, sure, we had sure. to reschedule, so it might be happening in the spring. Uh, um, so and I mean, we'll have have to include you in the in the revelry. I think if, that's a, if that comes to pass. Yeah, no, he's a he's a great guy. I went up to his place. Um, it was the first time I'd to. Um, been to his place and seen his workshop. Um, uh, yeah, that man does not get bored. He's got no. a lot of projects <laughs> on the horizon. Um, but uh, and yeah, he was he was telling me a bit about the uh, the Cincinnati workshop and yeah, uh, uh, yeah just the, the people there. And he's uh, he's he's a great guy. He's a really great guy. I'm happy yeah. that Asheville got to steal him away. <laughs> he's he's also he might be the funniest man I know. 
Like I, I've, <laughs> I don't know if you've you've heard many of his his very very funny. And, got, and there's a new one every time I hear I hang out with him. I've known him for twenty years. Every time I hang out with him, I hear a new story, and they're all just outrageously funny. So um, yeah, no. ne- next time you hang out with him, ask him about the fish. The, the fish. <laughs> so he, be, he is be, a, be prepared. A, a, a true raconteur, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we have that in common. Um, we we to, to you know to tighten the web. Um, I I too studied at, at the University of South Carolina with Christopher Berg. Indeed, I did my, indeed. Did my undergraduate yeah. there. Um, and and you you studied with Stanley at Austin P. I did, I did, yeah. When I know were you, you there? And, um, uh, I was there uh, 2010 to 2012. Okay. And I know you started playing duets with them sometime, I think, shortly after that? It, 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 yeah, it, was, it must have been around that time. I don't remember, honestly, what year the uh, we did the first recording. But it would, it would have been about that time, I think, yeah. Somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. I, what I was trying to think is, is if I had visited... At any time when you were when you were studying there, so I don't, I don't think he, I did. Yeah. When I uh, when I was studying with him, he was amidst a project of um, compiling a lot of uh, 19th century ensemble music, duos, trios, and a sort right. of chamber music. He had, I think, when I my first year there is when he published his um, the early concerti, the Vidal uh-huh. and the um, the Doisy, I think, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how I. When I was there initially, that's why I kind of got to know him. Just he was um, just collecting all of this, all this chamber music, and right. uh, he had a slew of the duos that you all working on. I remember I saw some manuscripts, um, his uh, his editing, kind of the early stages, um, and then a couple of years later, I saw uh, either you or he posted that uh, that yeah, it was it recorded, and he did his editions of it. Um, so that was just kind of neat to see, like that was the initial process, like the the copy stained manuscripts all the way up to <laughs> yeah, when they yeah. when they came out. Yeah. Did did he have you working on on material like that for your for your graduate assistantship? Was that was that part of? Because I know that he he was commonly doing that with, with some of his grad students. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Um, most of my assistantship was uh, was just related to teaching and okay. helping out with some. Because at the time, I don't know if he's doing it anymore, but he was, I believe he was teaching the music tech classes at uh-huh. Austin P. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I remember there was one point where um, in the computer lab they had to do a big software changeover. So I so I helped um, help take care of all of that. Uh, I think I maybe did a little bit of editing, but most of my assistantship was uh, was related to teaching. Okay, great. And where did you do, do your undergrad? I did my undergrad at uh, Ithaca College up in Ithaca, New oh, York. with. Okay. Um, uh, I'm from Rochester, New York originally, and um, okay. so I did my undergrad with uh, Pablo Cohen, which okay. was uh, which is fantastic. He's uh, yeah. he was he was a great early mentor for figuring out this whole box with strings. <laughs> is is he still there? Uh, I believe he is. Yeah, we've okay. um, we've kind of messaged back and forth. I believe he's still up there. He's uh, he recorded. Uh, he's, he's active in the chamber scene up there, and he recorded with the. Um, uh, uh, chamber orchestra, Keoga Chamber Orchestra. I think that's up there okay. right now doing a, I think a Niazli concerto. But he's up there holding down a really strong program yeah. at Ithaca, um, recording, doing his thing. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure he's still up there and uh, just doing doing really hip stuff up in Ithaca. Awesome, great. And so you're you're originally from Rochester, then you, you mentioned, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so how did how did you come to uh, 
come to going to Ithaca to study with, with Pablo? Was it, did you play classical guitar much before, before you went to college, or what was the story there? I try to keep this under wraps, but I did my first college audition. <laughs> Here I am immediately um, going right to the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did my first college audition, I'm pretty sure, literally a year to the date after I took my first classical guitar lesson. Yeah, I try you. to keep that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> when, I, um, when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to study music. I wanted to... Yeah. Um, study i i had this idea i wanted to be just a high school jazz band director and i wanted oh. to study um uh music ed to for the okay. band director of course but also i really i was uh much bigger into jazz at the time i really wanted to study jazz studies in conjunction with that yeah um and of all the schools i was looking at the area ithaca college was the one that had a um a really strong music ed program and a really strong uh jazz program mm -hmm. uh and my guitar teacher at the time told me like if you want to audition it's great, but you have to play classical guitar. Like, oh, what's that? This should be easy. And um, uh, many, many humbling lessons later, I realized it's not. Um, but uh, actually, I had a great teacher. Um, uh, I uh, started with a classical teacher who um, was great, but wasn't was more just finger style, straight ahead finger style acoustic guy. Then I had another teacher, a uh, guy Steve Smith, who um, absolutely broke open the instrument for me. It just made it utterly fascinating. Of you know, yeah. yes, you can play this piece, but you know, what is this about? How does this chord sure. relate to this chord and turn it into much more of a, I don't want to, I don't want to sound dry and say intellectual exercise, but like really forced me to dig into what is this music really about and how does that relate yeah, yeah. to um, a technique and harmony. And I just, I freaking loved it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Ithaca was the program I absolutely wanted to go to, to study classical and jazz at the same time. Okay. Uh, so I, and I came in and uh, I was just in awe of Pablo. He was just the nicest guy, just a, a brilliant dude um, from uh, from Argentina. And so he had a, a lot of, uh, obviously, South American music was a big, big part of his repertoire. And I had never heard Piazzolla before. I was relatively new to Via Lobos and uh, Niatoli, and it just uh, just utterly fascinated me. So I went from being, uh, it was kind of an anomaly, I went from being this kind of was a music ed and jazz major to just studying uh, classical guitar. Okay. Um, but thankfully, I, I was still you know, involved with a lot of the jazz classes and taking uh, jazz guitar lessons. But um, yeah, classical guitar became my uh, became my thing. And uh, sure, sure. It uh, yeah, it was a really great experience with Pablo up in uh, up in Ithaca. Um, no, it's, it's a it's a place still fond to my yeah. heart, even though I quietly tell people I'm a dislocated Yankee down here in North Carolina. <laughs> that's okay. Cause you're, you're, you're in a really hip place in North Carolina. I mean, that's, that's like, you know, Asheville I, is, is one of the more, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to be rude, but, uh, cosmopolitan maybe, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for. It's, it's just hip, you know? I mean, it's, uh, I, I dig it here. I really dig it here. It's been kind. Um, yeah, when I, uh, when I moved here, the plan was, uh, with my wife and I, we would, uh, be here for a year, get married, um, summer 2016. And then, um, we would just kind of see where life would take us and, sure. you know, we could be relatively, uh, mobile and uh, flexible at that point, but just, we kind of dug in, things started happening, um, opportunities arose and, uh, we've been here, uh, we've been here together for, um, uh, yeah, for quite some time and we, yeah. we anticipate sticking around. That's great. What does she do? She's uh she she's a uh, musician as well. She's uh she's a singer. We have a duo together, so we oh, gig. Cool. And she uh, she teaches quite a bit. She has a, a 
serious private studio, and she also teaches at um, uh, UNC Asheville. Okay, great. Te teaching voice there, of course. Right, right, right. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, did you did you when you finished your your undergrad degree? Did you do, you did a performance degree? You didn't you didn't continue with the ed or the the jazz studies, right? Is that uh... Uh, no no I um I was still really interested in jazz, but I just wanted to focus um, yeah. in terms of what my degree was specifically with classical guitar. Sure. Um, the music ed I. Uh, within the first semester, I realized this was not for <laughs> me. It's, it's, it's unquestionably a, a great program, but um, uh, you know, I just it, I and I, I guess I like the idea of being a, a like a high school jazz band director. Sure. But uh, when you actually get into this, is what it's going to entail doing this, or right. um, you know, learning all these band instruments or choir. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't know if I could have done it or not, but I knew it wouldn't have been sincere, and so I right. knew I had to. I really had to step away from that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did the uh, uh, performance degree, and I actually got to do a minor in writing and um, expository oh, cool. writing. Um, Signed a lot of criticism, music criticism. Yeah. That was. Uh, I don't do it nearly as much anymore. I, I wrote for a little bit a couple of years ago, but um, it was, it was excellent for just opening my eyes and just opening that critical lens of. Oh sure. Uh, what a you know what is a recording what is music or what is yeah. um this uh this output compared to this output so that was that was ideal um so that was a really great experience yeah very cool very cool and so how did you how did you get uh, ensnared in in the in the web of the great dr yates how did that that go down <laughs> so uh i i'd like to emphasize i had uh Pablo was wonderful. All the instructors at Ithaca were wonderful. Um, but uh, I was actually pretty burnt out, a little cynical after I finished undergrad. Um, really? Okay. It was a it was a variety of factors, but I was definitely not having school, not having classical guitar sure. to a degree. I was just really burnt out. I thought. Yeah. Uh, and plus, this was uh, two thousand eight, which between two thousand seven two thousand eight, uh, a lot of things happened that we're still feeling the uh, the economic effects of. Um, mm -hmm. So it was. I think for a lot of people in my generation, it was kind of a kind of a cynical time, and I was. Uh, I just felt beat up in a lot of ways. Um, so uh, actually, after I finished undergrad, I got a gig with uh, Holland America Cruise Lines. I played guitar for oh, cool. uh, Holland America for a couple of years, and um, man, being Were you away playing, from playing everyone... solo classical guitar, or playing playing like a, a jazz. Uh, actually, stuff? it was. Uh, I had my classical with me, and I would yeah. play it for like uh, art auctions and um, like wine tastings and yeah, yeah, yeah. the stuff that classical guitar is fantastic sure. for. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it was mostly an electric gig. Actually, I played with okay. um, the band I was uh, I played in. They were the the Hal Cats, the H A L Hall and America uh -huh. Line Cats. Um, <laughs> uh, terrible name, man. Terrible name. Uh, but uh, it was the. Um, uh, it was the the party band, so like top okay. forty tunes with a singer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then playing jazz sets too. Um, but we were also the show band, so we'd play with um, the the cast shows, like the Broadway Review cast shows. Sure. And whenever a uh, guest entertainer needed a band, uh, that was that was us. So wow, sweet gig. Um, that it was it was a really interesting gig. A I, lot of playing, I imagine. A lot of playing, yeah. A lot of playing, yeah. a lot of reading, a lot of. Yeah. Uh, reading on the bandstand of like I've never seen this tune before and scan go. it for thirty seconds before one two three go. It was mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, that was the most trial by fire situation I've ever found myself in in yeah. my life and it was it was great it was really great it was exactly but you're reading it was chops are killer now though because of that it it definitely bumped up yeah. my game it definitely yeah. definitely bumped up my reading game um, but uh, that was that was a great experience because I 
uh, I mean, literally just being away from friends, family, you know, right. you could email and, um, you know, occasionally talk back and forth. But uh, for the most part, it was a lot of time trying to figure out guitar all over again, um, yeah. playing with, uh, I mean, meeting people from all over the world, uh, playing with um, people from all over the world. I think the first band I was in, the singers from Australia, the sax players from New Zealand. Um, it was such an eye-opening, interesting, valuable experience. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was something about just, you know, being lost and being in a new place every night or every day. And um, that just and really opened my eyes. And it was it was a really good uh, uh, introspective uh, situation sure. that um, definitely brought me out of that nasty, cynical funk that I, that I would get into. <laughs> Were you able to get off the off the ship very much? I, I've talked to a lot of people who had uh, cruise ship gigs and they think, oh, this is great. I'm going to travel all over the place, see all this amazing stuff. But they were working so hard that they, they never were able to get, get off the ship. <laughs> uh, thank I did. I did. Thankfully yeah. I did. Um, musicians, uh, we were, we worked mostly, um, so like sail away sets. So when the ship's leaving port, we'd play outside for that. And then we'd play, you know, cast show or party gigs or whatever at night. So, um, during the daytime when we were docked in port, um, yeah, we definitely got to get off the ship and, oh, cool. um, I mean, uh, the the first cruise I was on was Alaska, and um, you know, it's I'm sleeping in a cabin underwater. I'm <laughs> meeting, I'm uh, I'm playing more than I've ever played before, just on a daily, nightly basis, and, and it's still it was just kind of this, uh, it was so surreal. But then yeah. I remember we played this uh, sail inside where you know we're out in the ocean and we're playing like you know Nora Jones and Jazz Standards and everything and then we we actually sail into uh Juno was the first port and uh it was it was like a it was like a freaking movie just like beautiful like see mountains trees like mist and everything and it was yeah. this surreal experience of this is where I am right now it was uh so that was incredible but then uh I was I was so so lucky I got to see Alaska Mexico the Mediterranean um oh, and it was just kind of yeah just kind of getting off the ship and getting lost was a really good, uh, a really good clarifying experience sure, from my perspective. Sure, sure. And how, how long did you do that? I did that about, uh, I think two, two years, about two years. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, uh, yeah, graduated, um, I was an eight, did that for a while, got my act together, uh, realized I actually loved the classical guitar all over again. Uh, got thinking about grad school and I started, um, uh, I the masters at Austin P in uh, 2010. Yeah, and, it, and why? How did how did how did you how did you select to go to Austin P and study the Stanley? So with uh, uh, I knew of uh, I knew of Stanley through um, sorry I have to say Stanley's always to be Dr. Yates. So he's going <laughs> to revoke my degree now. <laughs> um, but I knew of, I knew of Dr. Yates um, through. Um, uh, through all of his arranging, um, actually, I'm okay, really interested sure. in arranging for the guitar, uh, and so of course I knew of his um, his Albanese and his Bach and yeah. assorted other uh, things he put together, and so I wanted to study with him, but I specifically wanted to do independent studies in arranging for the guitar. Oh, cool! And so, uh, and I, and of course, I got to do that. That was that was an incredible experience. That yeah. definitely kind of up to this day is kind of fuels what I do, but I want to study with him specifically yeah. to, I mean, to pick his brain quite a bit, sure. but also specifically for, um, uh, for arranging. Right. I love his approach in all things arranging. Like, you know, I've, I've seen it in, in ensemble arrangements. I've seen it, you know, in the solo stuff. We've had many, many conversations about, about this. And, and I just, I, I, there's a clarity about what he's, 
he tries to do that I that I think is really admirable, you know. And uh, he, yeah. he, he wants he wants things to be playable so that they can sound as good as possible. And I think he really accomplishes that in a lot of ways, you know. Especially the Albanian stuff. I mean, that's that stuff is you can really bust your hands over that. Um, and and you hear so many people playing it where it doesn't sound good because it's just so physically hard to to play. Um, but I find you know his his arrangements are just you know that's that that playability aspect of it is is really nice, and it you're gonna play better. It's gonna sound better if you're not like breaking your hand to play it. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. It's that well, just like you said, that sense of that sense of clarity. I mean, I his uh, his Albanese book was the first. Uh, Albany's collection I ever ever purchased. Sure. And then so I <laughs> You don't need anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> I um yeah, so I would I would just compare his score with I would just like go to the library and just grab like the actual um the the piano score, the mm -hmm. original piano score and just compare and see what he did and like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, maybe he didn't incorporate XYZ, but if he tried to it would just be just a finger buster. It would just be yeah. like way more trouble than it's worth. Um, and in your sense, I've I purchased other arrangements, and in the end, it's like I just wasted twenty bucks in that thing. That's not really playable. Um, or I can it's, play it, it's, but it sounds really bad. Right, right. Uh, no, it's just that it's just the the clarity, especially you know translating you know, uh, piano specifically. You know, it has to be this kind of reductive art. Yeah. What do you include? What do you right. you know what can you lose? What do you incorporate? Um, but yeah, I, I even I still really admire what he does with yeah. uh, with those arrangements and the Bach. I mean, it's um, it's not trying to the guitar is not trying to force itself to be something else, and it's yep. really explaining what the guitar can do best. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I got to pick his brain a lot about that when I was uh, when I was there, and I you know I I know there's a danger of um, becoming just a disciple to your instructor, but man, right. like to this day, like everything he does just it makes sense. It makes clear, absolute yeah. sense. He's 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 brilliant. Like his his intellect is is absolutely brilliant, and I think we, you know, it's it's this, uh, you know, incisive, just like you know, like like we both mentioned the clarity thing. You know, he's he's got a, he's got the ability to look at something, analyze it, go right to what's important, cut everything else away, and and I think it's uh, yeah, it's, it's we're we're lucky to have his mind in our field. I think he's done a lot of great work. So indeed, indeed. So and then so you ended up finishing your masters there and then going to study with with Christopher Berg at University of South Carolina. How did that all happen? Uh, so I um, uh, I knew I wanted to pursue a doctorate, and so I was looking at just a slew of different schools, and um, uh, and I wanted I didn't want to just kind of like with my masters, I didn't want to just get a masters. I wanted to go for a specific reason, sure. you know, um, a location or study a very specific thing. That's very smart. So I had a, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's something. One of my students at UNC Asheville right now actually he's looking at graduate programs and we're talking the same thing of okay yeah. you want to go there that's great uh, why what specific reason what specific yeah. instructors resources um, so I, I had a slew of different schools um, I think I was there were five in particular I was looking at and of course one was University of South Carolina and I was attracted to South Carolina and, and to Berg just because I read his. Um, uh, um, I guess the article he wrote for Soundboard, the reimagining of performance, uh -huh. um, and uh, I, I read that and I just thought, who the hell is this guy? This is yeah. brilliant. It just it was utterly yeah. fascinating, and I I wanted to stay with him to, um, I knew he was a you know pedagogue and I could learn so much about teaching from him, but really just to I 
I want to understand how this man thinks. Like, I want to pick right. his brain just to think about performance that way, to think about uh, just the idea of sound. You know, music was a sound before it was actually notated down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that was fascinating to me. And so that I specifically wanted to go uh, study with him at South Carolina just to understand his perspective on music and relation to uh, history and culture. Uh, and it was, it was fantastic. He's a, yeah. I'm, I'm like, getting goosebumps like, just, just listening to you describe this. Cause I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, you know, and uh, yeah. his, his, he, what a profound dude. I mean, my God, like he knows so much about so many things and he brings it all to bear on teaching and, and playing and, and, you know, constantly thinking like just, wow. You know, and, and, and yeah. always, always, always learning, you know, just like constantly, you know, what's, what's next, you know, I love that. About right, it. right. Yeah, no, that was, uh, no, that, that was a fantastic experience. And at South Carolina, I got to, um, there was just a really good, uh, a really good scene, a really good vibe there. Um, I shouldn't say it was, there is still a really good scene, really good vibe there. Um, but I, I mean, studying with Berg was I mean, the reason I went, but I got to study with the the jazz faculty there too. Bert Lagan, who just okay. retired, um, uh, again studying uh, arranging in more of a modern context with him, yeah. uh, chamber arranging. Uh, like that was it was just a fantastic experience. I have uh, again, I don't want to sound like a you know like a disciple or anything, but just South Carolina was a wonderful place. It was it well, was think, uh, you know, it was valuable you, to me. You made a, you made a conscious decision for very specific reasons to go there, so it's not. You know, I think that's, you know, you know, I don't think you need to apologize for saying, hey, I, I, I made the right decision and, and it was exactly what I needed and I got a lot out of it. And yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I think that's, that's, that's awesome. That's very cool. So enough about the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just interested, you know, that's, that's, that's just the thing. I, no, like, no, I, like, no, I, like, I... To, like to hear people's stories and, and kind of, you know, especially when, I mean, our paths have, have not really crossed, but they have. You know, it's, 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 it's really interesting. And I guess right, it's right. a small enough world where that's, you know, that's, that's highly likely for that to have happened. And I have to tell you, um, hmm. so Christopher was one of the first people that, that I recorded. He might've been the first one. I'm not sure. Like I, when I, when I started doing the podcast, I wanted to get like about a dozen of them done before I started releasing them because I, I, I know how I, I work and I knew sure, that if like, sure. you know, I was like, I gotta get it, I gotta get it done this week. It would just be terrible. So, you know, I, I I tried to do a bunch of them out in front, and he he might have been he might have been he was definitely one of the first first people that I recorded if not if not the first. But after our um, after our chat, he he sent me an email with a list of people that he thought I should talk to, and you, sir, were on that list. Oh, man, that, <laughs> oh, that gets me. That gets me. Thank you for telling me that. that. How about that? You know, so I think, I think you, you should know that. So, um, but yeah, so let, let, so that's, that's, that's how you, you finished your academic career, uh, as a student. Um, what, so what, what have you been up to lately? What, um, you know, what, how, how have you brought your experience as a student to bear on your professional life? That's a little question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it? What is it all about? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, in terms of teaching, I um, I teach at uh, uh, primarily I teach at uh, University of North Carolina Asheville, uh, where I teach uh, guitar and music theory, okay. um, and I also teach at uh, Western Carolina University, where I teach guitar and aural skills. Cool. Where's, um, where's so, that? That's in uh, Cullowee, North Carolina. Wow. It's um, about an hour, um, 
west-ish from um, okay. from Asheville. Uh, yeah, it, so it just in regards to guitar, um, it's almost in Tennessee, isn't I, it? It's it's kind of high five in Tennessee a little bit. It's it's pretty close, yeah. Because I mean, Asheville is it itself is super close to yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, I was like, can you so drive, drive kinda... an hour west and, and still be in North Carolina? <laughs> you just drive in a bunch of circles and eventually yeah. get there. <laughs> uh, so with uh, with guitar, actually, teaching guitar um, uh, at the, the college level has been interesting because I have um, of all my students, um, I think uh, half of them are uh, half of them are dedicated classical. Sure. Um, between Western and, and UNCA. Um, the rest are, uh, let's say, just not classical. So jazz uh -huh. or um, kind of uh, contemporary functional guitar. Yeah, and yeah. so it's um, it's not so much. It's not always talking about Barrios and uh, Carulli oh, yeah. and, and, so, uh, and, and the Julian exercise. Like out of that number, like um, are they all majors or is it, is it kind of mixed up? Some are, some are music <laughs> majors, some are not. They're all they're all music majors. It's okay. split between um, uh, at uh, Western Carolina, it's uh, music music ed, and at UNCA, it's a mix of um, uh, uh, general uh, BA music degree uh -huh. and okay. um, uh, music tech or uh, or jazz studies. Gotcha. Okay, great. And and the music ed folks that you have at Western Carolina are they, are they specifically being trained to be guitar educators in public schools, or are they just generalizing for band, orchestra, choir, whatever? Uh, they're uh, they're band specifically. Okay. Band music specifically, but um, they're coming in with um, a uh, a strong strong guitar background. That sure. was kind of gotcha. their primary thing. But they also uh, they also they all have um, uh, specific experience in band in gotcha. um, you know, when ensemble to band marching band. Yeah. Sure. Um, but but coming with that guitar experience, gotcha. Which is uh, which is really interesting, um, just working with them and thinking about uh, how do, you know does one kind of infuse with the other? Does one correlate right. with the other, or yeah, yeah. Uh, or just certain ideas about you know sight reading, um, thinking about music, music perception? Um, that's been really really interesting. That's it's kind of one of those. I think I know what I'm doing. Then I have this new experience, <laughs> and I have to kind of reconfigure. Like, well, okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, you, you're going to have to see what happens after they graduate and uh, get into the field and how that, you know, when the, the feedback you get from them after after that and see, see how it right. works, you know. Right. That's an interesting thing, too. Yeah, like I, when, I was, when I was teaching at Otterbein, every once in a while I would get a, a music ed person who was a guitarist. And it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a strange, it's a strange pairing, but I think it's also a really interesting one too. And, and, and one of the things that, that I used to do with my, my guitar methods classes was get them to investigate the ways that, that people have started using the popularity of the guitar um, to attract students to their programs. You know, and, and I don't know right. how it was when, when you were young, but when I was young, there was, I mean, nobody was playing guitar in secondary education at all. It, was just, it just wasn't a thing at all. There were no guitar classes. Um, right. You know, maybe there'd be a guy playing guitar in a, in a high school jazz band, but I, I tried like hell to, to do that myself. And for some reason, my, the band director of my high school was just not interested. And, and I, never, I never knew what the reason was, you know. And I think now, looking back, it's like, here you had this, like, pretty enthusiastic student who had some stuff together and you're just telling him no like why what would that what was that all about that's strange you know <laughs> but now I think I think things are changing you know to, to the extent where you know you're seeing guitar programs in high schools which I think is just fantastic and I, I don't know what's what's going on 
um, in your part of the world as far as that that that's concerned. But uh, there there's there's been a a bit of a an uptick in Ohio in that, and then I you know I think of places like uh, what is New Mexico and 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 Virginia, which really have been you know kicking big butt on on that front. So I you know, absolutely. They, I just I think it's it's really cool that, that that that's happening where you know like kids who are playing guitar want to study guitar seriously can you know participate in music ed programs and then you know have that experience being carried out into the world and, and you know make make those make those programs a little little different and include some of that stuff. So is that is that something that you that, that your students at, at Western Carolina is that something that's happening at all or are they getting out there and, and using guitar in Secondary education is that, is that something that's going uh, I don't. On? So I I'd love to see it. I um. So my uh, studio at Western Carolina is actually very recent, starting um, this oh, year okay. officially. I've oh, congratulations! Started up. So <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's uh, that's something I'd really like to see move forward. Um, actually, it's funny. I was just uh, yesterday I was listening to I was driving to Western Carolina and I was listening to uh, your episode with um, Stephen Aaron. Oh yeah. And uh, and you know, of course you're talking about. Um, uh, guitar in, in secondary schools and the necessity that if someone's going to be teaching that kind of class, yeah. they should probably, you know, have strong skills in yeah. guitar, if not like be a guitarist themselves. Um, because I think it's, uh, and it's, it's, it's nothing against, um, I've seen some programs, uh, some high school programs where it's led by the, uh, the orchestra director perhaps. Right. Um, right. and it's, uh, it's, you know, obviously it'd be great to have a guitarist teaching that. And I think it's you know, kind of necessary. Um, but uh, talking to them, I also understand there's certain, you know, they're up against a brick wall. There's certain issues of funding and administration, even if you know, the administration wants to have a guitarist, like a, an actual guitarist come and teach these things, you know, they're just, you know, it's so easy to be handcuffed in that regard and, right. you know, what you can do and licensing. Um, and they have those uh, people before, already there, and I think that's 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 one of the solutions. Is they're saying, "Hey, well, we've already got these educators in place. Let's get them up to some speed on the guitar, just to get this this rolling." You know, but it's it's right, it's right. an interesting it's an interesting problem. It's an interesting quandary to have. And and I know in Ohio they they really it's been it's been tough. That that's been a, a tough fight. And and um, Claire Callahan at, at University of Cincinnati was actually I. I think it's still in place, um, but and it might have been the first one in the state. She put together really quickly when this started going. She put together a, a degree program, a music education degree program, specifically for guitarists to be trained to go and you know do do guitar classes in high schools and middle schools and, and elementary schools. Um, so you can actually go to University of Cincinnati and get a degree in that, which I think is great. That's fantastic. That's, so, but, uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic because, I mean, just thinking about, uh, so with, um, I mean, teaching guitar at college, I, you know, I don't want to just teach repertoire and technique, but you know, I want you to be thinking about these bigger picture things of, okay, you play through those five measures. That's great. What's going on harmonically? Can you talk about the yeah. voice leading? Can you talk about how this yeah. resolves to this? Can you think about it in a much bigger, uh, much bigger, um, context? Uh, and that's and how much are you going to charge on the gig to play this? <laughs> <laughs> priorities, yeah, priorities. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're you're, uh, you're kind of a, you're kind of a multidisciplinary working guy, right? You do a lot of different styles. I uh, I would I have experience 
with uh, like I would never say I would never claim like I'm a great jazz guitarist. Right. I can certainly play through things. I've done a lot of arranging. I can improvise. But um, uh, it's funny. I was on a, a um, some uh, my colleagues at UNCA. They played a gig on Monday night, and I went. And uh, if I were up on that stage, I would freeze up and I would turn into just a deer in headlights because like I, like I can I can hold my own summer guards, but if you're up there playing like you know beautiful crazy reharmonizations, if you're playing yeah. like a bad plus two, and like I'm just gonna like that's excellent. I'm just gonna step up to the side here. Um, but uh, I I I'm comfortable enough with certain um, certain essential elements that. You know, I can work with a student, like an early jazz student, yeah. talking through, okay, let's talk about seventh chords. Let's talk about, um, yes, yeah, so you can play that chord in five different spots on the guitar. What's a really good, you know, what's a good way to play it if you're playing solo or if you're playing with a bass player or if you're playing with a bass player and a pianist, let, let's talk about what's the smartest way right. to reduce that texture so you're not going to be, you know, stepping on anybody's toes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's just, that's always been interesting to me. I, um, growing up in Rochester, I was really lucky uh, because at the time, it's, it's definitely expanded since then but uh there's a really good uh art scene in general also specifically music scene specifically a great jazz scene sure uh and so one of the things that really fascinated me and made me look at uh world in a much bigger way was going to see uh there's a, a roster international jazz festival just going to see right. like these incredible jazz pianists and thinking like is this jazz this is so interesting and modern <laughs> but it, like it comes from that that kind of creative genesis from it uh, and I think that's that's something that's always been in the back of my head with guitar of, like, yes, we have all this incredible repertoire, Bach, Arga, Albanese, like, yes, it's all beautiful, it's all wonderful. Um, but the classical guitar itself is a fascinating instrument, and there's so, so much you can do with it. Uh, and so I really try to encourage my students to think, like, yes, play the repertoire, but also if you're in a situation where, you know, a singer wants you to accompany them, like, that's cool. That's great. Um, you can just go ahead and strum along on a steel string guitar, but they can do that themselves. How can right. you translate <laughs> this specific instrument to something uh, really interesting with some really interesting textures and colors? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's something I, I try it. to uh, I try I to push a bit with with students to think about your guitar. Yes, it's a guitar, but it's also a tool. And how do you use yeah. that tool? Love it. That's great. Do you have Do you have like a, a methodology in place that whereby you know, you step by step, you have have things for them to do, or is this just something that you do, you know, as the opportunities arise for them, or is it just something? That, how how do you how do you integrate that into their into their study? I try to um, I try to mix it in with all the other essential elements. You know, we're definitely going to talk about technique and uh, and repertoire and harmony, and usually it's harmony in relation to thinking about. You know, how many different ways can you voice uh, this G major chord? Um, mm -hmm. uh, I just try to get them to work across the fretboard, understand what's possible. And it's, I don't have, um, you know, I'm always kind of in the back of my head thinking I should, you know, formalize this and do have yeah. these, uh, you know, these pages of teaching material. Um, and I have bits and pieces that I'd like to formalize one day, but right now it's kind of along the lines of what's going to work with uh, where this student is right now sure. with their comfort level with, you know, harmony or how, yeah. um, how capable their their left or right hand coordination is. So right. it's kind of a um, you know case by case basis, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But it's always there though. It's it's always a the, the presence in the in the teaching. So that it forms a thread as they're as they continue to study. That's something that right. you've got spinning in their brains um, to think about. Which is I think that's fantastic. It's really that's a really great approach. I think. Yeah. Very, I think it's uh, it's necessary because I mean it's you know in any capacity you know you want to you know 
you want to make musicians who happen to be really great proficient guitarists. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, that sounds an awful lot like somebody we both know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I, where I, we got it. Yeah, the, 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 the number of times I heard that from Christopher Berg, I, I, like, I wish I had a dollar for all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, but it's, it's so important. I mean, I, and I, I say it all the time, too. You know, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, be, be a musician first. You know, the guitar is just, just a tool, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's great, awesome. So you got you've got a you've got a recording that you you had mentioned before we started recording. Tell me tell me about that. So uh, my um, summer twenty twenty uh, quarantine project. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Uh, finally, sitting down with all this all this equipment, I've been uh, I've been gathering for a while and figuring out. Okay, how do I plug in the interface? Okay, how does yeah, this I've work? I've heard this story from so many people, you know, and and like like uh, one of the things that I keep coming up against with with uh, with folks on this is I love it, and it's 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 like this big silver lining about the pandemic, you know, and you take creative people and you tell them, you know, okay, well, we're shutting down, they don't stop creating. You know, the, 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 right, the, right. the impetus to create is, is it's not going away. You can try doing whatever. You can shut the world down. We're still going to create. I love that. I just right, think it's right. fantastic. It's, 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 it is the response, you know. I mean, I drank a lot of wine out of coffee mugs during lessons last year, but that was not the correct <laughs> response. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I don't. Is that a coffee mug I see on your desk there? <laughs> I, yeah. All, cheers. All my, yeah, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> No, just for the record, I am drinking coffee currently. <laughs> likewise, likewise, likewise. So, at this so anyway, your, 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 your creative response to the pin, pandemic squeeze. Yes. So uh, I've actually been planning, um, I've been collecting gear, uh, which is uh, sadly very easy to do. Uh, well, I mean, easy to like look, you know, go on Sweetwater and say, I want that. Oh, yeah, my bank account absolutely. says no. And then we just, <laughs> I suddenly can't hear what my bank account says. Um, Have you seen my basement? <laughs> yeah. uh, but for, for a few years, I've been, um, I've been really wanting to, to make an album um, specifically of uh, ar my arrangements for solo guitar. It's uh, stuff oh, I've cool. always been doing, um, you know, stuff that I studied, excuse me, stuff that I started with uh, Dr. Yates um, yeah. way back in the day. Um, and some of that found its way in the album stuff that I worked with, uh, uh, over time with, uh, with Berg when I was at South Carolina and just things that I've done since. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, last summer I just, I sat down and I had a list of 10 things that I've arranged and I did a bit of editing. I did a bit of, um, uh, reconfiguring, re, um, reinterpreting, um, and, uh, yeah, I recorded a album of, uh, 10 pieces I've arranged for guitar. It's, uh, it's called Strive. Okay. Um, and uh, it's named in part after um, the last track on the album is a piece, uh, Strive to be Happy by uh, Ivan Trevino. That was originally for, uh, originally composed for Marimba. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And uh, I, that was the last piece I encountered. I think I heard it a year, yeah, about a year before, um, a year or so before um, yeah. I did the recording. And I wanted, you know, I thought 10 was a good solid number. Sure. And everything was aligning to be, um, uh, all the pieces in the album were aligned to be relatively, uh, relatively modern, um, okay. or kind of um, trying to mix genres in some fashion. And I'm trying yeah. to find like one 
you know, piece number 10, so then to cap it off. And at Western, I heard um, uh, a student give a really beautiful performance of this piece. And I thought, that's that's incredible, that's beautiful. And so like everything you arrange for guitar, I'm gonna steal that, I'm gonna make it mine. That's great. And uh, it, uh, so yeah, I named the album um, Strive after, in part yeah. after that piece, Strive to be Happy. Okay. Uh, and in part, I just like that idea of um, pushing forward, of moving forward, of striving of forward because I think I can definitely say this in retrospect, but after everything we've gone through with how uh, how brutal the the past uh, past almost two years have been, yeah. um, it's it's so I think easy to become uh, withdrawn and cynical yeah, and absolutely just to to kind of raise the world. And so there's something about the idea of you know, like striving to be more, striving to get past it, yeah. Um, yeah. striving to be something better or you know reimagine something better. And so that, uh, so in a way, a lot of ways, that's where the title that's itself awesome. came from. That's that's very cool. And, and, and you know, I think, I mean, that's just that's just such a such an important thing to do. And it's something that it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, you can always do that, right? And and not in the kind of like, oh, I'm not good enough beating yourself up way, but just more like, hey, you know, I I, I might be down, but I can look up, kind of thing, you know. And, I think that's right, right. That's a really, it's a, you know, it's, it's. I think it speaks a lot to, um, just the humanity in what we do and and uh, why we why we do it, right? You know, I mean, you, you, right. you, you stop to think about it. It's like, does anybody really need to play classical guitar music? Well, yeah, yeah, we do. Right. I mean, it doesn't seem like that, but yeah, we do. You know, and and, and it is right. It's, you know, it it it's it comes down to just fundamental questions of why we do these things in the first place. And, and, uh, you know, I was, I always think, uh, again, the, 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 he's, he's, he's still with us. So it's not the ghost, the shadow, but that seems so dark, but like the, you know, I, I remember, I remember Christopher Berg telling a story once about, uh, you know, being at a cocktail party and, and listening to this, to a doctor go on and on and on about how noble his profession was because he got to save lives. And, you know, at some point in time, Christopher leans and he goes, yes, but artists make life worth living. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know? have you, did you hear that story? You, you, you had to have I, heard that story at least I'm, once. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard that story. I'm sure it's escaped my memory, but that I, I do not the, doubt that moment in history at all. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the sentiment is, is strong. I think, I think absolutely. I mean, that's, that's really, you know, it, it's really, really important that we have that. It's, you know, it, it, it's, yeah. Being being human is 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 an important thing. So, other than the uh, the the marimba piece on there, what else what else did you put on the record? Uh, so I put um, three piano pieces from uh, Ernesto Nazare, oh, cool. um, Brazilian pianist. Yeah. Um, things actually I had arranged back uh, when I was at Austin P with okay. uh, with Yates, yeah. uh, and I I kind of put those in concert programs. I've been revising them, yeah. so those that's on the album. Um, uh, I have a Beatles tune, a Radiohead tune. I try nice. to reimagine in a yeah, yeah. not not standardized way. Um, uh, one of my favorite pieces was originally for uh, actually solo bass, solo double bass, which is a little unusual for a concert yeah. instrument. Maybe some would say. Who's but, the composer? Uh, Nicholas Walker. Okay. He uh, he teaches bass at Ithaca College. He actually uh, oh. joined the faculty I think halfway through my time at Ithaca, oh, um, cool. and uh, he. Uh, does a mix of jazz and classical, you know, incredibly yeah. proficiently. He's a fantastic musician. And this piece, Chorale, it's, uh, it's, I mean, the, the name is apt. It's, uh, there are moments where it's, even on the original, just even on a solo double bass, like there are yeah. these 
big harmonic swells. He does incredible things with it. And then uh, it, it veers from this uh, very kind of majestic, very classical vibe to um, really interesting complex harmonies. There's kind of like a bluegrass section in it. Wow. It's a really fascinating piece of music. Um, so of course I had to, I had to steal that one as well. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and I have um, also put a piece, uh, Julio by Mark Summer, who's, it was okay. really written for a cello. He's a cellist okay. with the, um, are you familiar with the Turtle Island String Quartet? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So he played cello with them for, uh, like I think 30 some odd years. Okay. Um, and this tune, Julio, uh, it opens the album. It's, um, uh, it's definitely more modern. There's, you, you can see like elements of jazz in it. There's an improvisation section in it, oh, um, but uh, I fell in love with that. I think right actually, I got after I got out of South Carolina and started working, started developing a building a private studio in Asheville, and started working at UNCA. And uh, I think that one always reminds me of feeling like I'm. Uh, my new favorite phrase is uh, building the airplane as you're flying it. Nice. So being, being <laughs> in, a, in a new area, establishing yourself. And, uh, yes. Yeah. But, uh, but no, that's, um, yeah. So the album itself is a mix of, uh, relatively modern, um, uh, at least 20th century, 21st century modern tunes, not of yeah. the, um, uh, all of likely some sort of genre blending trying to mixing like yeah, yeah. um there's a uh francis poulenc uh his improvisation number 15 which was uh homage to edith piaf so yeah there's definitely kind of like a a, a french uh popular song cabaret kind of vibe to that oh, one very cool very cool great and and are, are you publishing any of this stuff uh i'm looking to the uh the ernesto Nazare pieces actually i just published with um uh Guitar Chamber Music Press um, uh-huh. that came out a little while ago. Um, the others Very I'm looking to ideally publish at some point. Um, I, the last piece, Strive to Be Happy, um, I've been talking with the composer and um, we've been talking about the logistics of if I were to publish that version. Um, like he, he has his own publishing company. I would work out the logistics of that. So I'd love to do something with that. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, life life gets busy but hopefully sure, someday sure. things will uh, never, things never will running out of either. things to do <laughs> you know? yeah exactly <laughs> so the, my um i i have i have a particular theory about this, this uh as you described it you know learning to fly the air or building the airplane as, as you're as you're flying it did you, right. was it learning to fly it or as you're flying it uh, as you're flying it. I mean, like, as you could flying. be learning to fly it as well. It's all, uh, <laughs> it's all a constructive process, literally, figuratively. Because, you know, I, I, my, I have a theory about this, this particular um, modality, I guess, and, and, and I want to I ask you about that. So, how long did it take to build the airplane? Like, when, 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 you, when you moved and got, you were starting to get things moving there and... and, and trying to establish yourself and whatnot. How long did it take to get to the point where you were no longer building the airplane and you're just flying it? Uh, man, that's a, that is a good complicated question. Um, <laughs> when I, uh, it, it definitely took a few years before I felt, um, not panicked, I suppose. Right. Maybe that's not the right <laughs> first word. Um, it, it took a while. Terrified, I, not terrified. Not, that, <laughs> that it could crumble at any minute. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was a tricky situation. I, you know, I'd come from, um, with my, uh, I mean, with my doctorate, uh, South Carolina, I had a great assistantship. I was 
teaching privately. I was gigging. And so it was, it was okay. You know, it wasn't, yeah. you know, I wasn't, you know, breaking the bank by any means, but like it right. worked. It was okay. Um, then uh, moving to Asheville, which I had one, um, uh, a, a really good uh, buddy of mine from South Carolina helping out. I had a gig uh, teaching at Presbyterian College in um, okay. Clinton, South Carolina, which okay. um, wonderfully is literally just uh, right along the way. So yeah. I would leave Asheville, drive to, you know, jump on 26, I-26, uh-huh. um, stop off at, uh, yes, you, you, judging by your dad, like you remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm many, trying, many I think I played, I think I played there for something at some point in time. That sounds very familiar and I, I can't, I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, I, 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 I pretty sure I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so yeah, I would, uh, leave Asheville in the morning, stop at Presbyterian, teach a couple of, um, it was like the community school lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, then I head to Columbia. The next day I leave Columbia, stop there again, teach some more until late at night, then make it back to Asheville. So my first, uh, like post South Carolina teaching was, well, still in South Carolina, I guess. Right. It was, um, <laughs> that was like the first, and, and you know, it was, um, uh, it's, it's interesting cause it's, it was their, um, uh, com- uh, uh, local music academy, not teaching college students, but teaching just, you know, assorted sure, uh, members sure. of the community. Um, but there was still technically kind of uh, an adjunct affiliation with it. So technically that was my first adjunct gig. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, and so I, uh, so I did that in my last year of, uh, of grad school. Um, then student numbers were still building up. So I would still drive there one day a week when I was living in Nashville to teach there. Mm-hmm. And all the while I was, um, making connections, uh, playing yeah. gigs, playing church services, building private studios. Um, and it was, it was tricky at first because it, uh, Asheville is, uh, it's, it's a very kind place. I've never met a malicious musician or I guess, um, artist by any discipline. Like it's, it's a really great community. It's a really great yeah. place, but you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things right. here. And so, and it's small. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a big city. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's small. And so, um, uh, so it was definitely difficult starting out private teaching yeah. in part because, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm the new guy in town and I wasn't necessarily <laughs> affiliated with any, any schools or anything. Uh, so that was, that was difficult in and of itself. Plus I was, you know, um, still trying to finish my DMA and like, trying to write my dissertation. Uh, and so it was, it was tricky. It was tricky. Then over years, uh, more private teaching built up, more, uh, more things built up at Presbyterian. Um, then there just hit kind of a, a breaking point of, I was gone like all the day on, uh, on Wednesday specifically. And it was just, uh, you know, just taxing. Like I, yeah. I would leave super early in the morning. I'd come back. I'd at like 10 o'clock at night, I'd be a zombie, right. but you know, I want to hang out with my wife and pet my dog and, uh, and, uh, and be happy. Fancy that. Um, so, uh, <laughs> So it was, it was, it was tricky and, you know, money was still a little, a little tricky, you know, things were getting a bit better. So I, um, I, I left Presbyterian, um, for the time, actually, I'm technically I'm teaching there as well. I'm teaching online there, um, because they're still looking for a in-person guitar instructor. So, um, uh, so I'm teaching, uh, teaching online there as well right now. Um, but then I started, uh, at this point I was, uh, I had developed a guitar studio at UNC Asheville and I started teaching, uh, music appreciation at Western Carolina university. And then I went from just teaching that to having kind of a substantial music theory teaching gig to now I'm teaching oral skills classes there. Uh, so it's, 
it's just been uh let me say build the airplane and now that i'm flying i'm still kind of refining the airplane i'm yeah, yeah. trying to um figure out how to balance teaching studios and teaching classes at both institutions uh, with you know private teaching and music publishing and right. um, assorted other music projects so at the moment right now i mean i'm uh the airplane is indeed flying things are <laughs> things are progressing um yeah. so i'm I, i'm and i'm grateful i'm undeniably grateful that i'm in a sure. good position right now uh that i can support myself my wife um our yeah. dog is well fed uh so <laughs> and uh things are things are working out right now things are yeah. going pretty well right now um but of course it's always what's the you know not to come back to the idea of strive, but like, what's the next thing? Like, what's the right, next step course. that, that I want, that we want, that, yeah. well, you, uh, you know, now the airplane's built, you know, maybe, maybe you're going to upgrade, you know, you can get some better it's, instruments yeah. in the cockpit. It's all right. You know? <laughs> some nice, no, nice I, first I, class seats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's interesting though, because, you know, counseling students and, and, you know, other colleagues talking just a conversation and whatnot, because, you know, the thing comes up and it's like, from what from what I've been able to tell my my own experience as as well as you know students going out in the world or, or colleagues that I know and stuff, it's like it, as long as there's a demographic to support you. I mean, you can't move to the middle of nowhere and expect to to set up shop and and you know right, be right. successful. You, yeah, you you probably have to go to some somewhat of an urban environment or be you know close enough to to that to you know have a demographic to support you but i i for what i've what i've been able to tell if if, if you can scrape through that that first 18 months two years you know that that's what it takes it's like so you know right you, when, when you move you go to a new environment just you know buckle down hunker in you know get your 18 months two years in there and, and you're probably gonna be okay if you can survive that you know because it right. takes time to build that stuff, but it's 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 uh, interesting because I've I've just seen that like time and time and time again. And I when I was whenever I always think about moving, that's the, that's the thing I, I I come up against. Like, okay, can I get through that that in, in you know that, that introductory period just to get that stuff established? But the, the other thing I think is interesting about what you said right. is you know you, like you, you've got all the stuff going. It's it's you know you, you're constantly building. You know you're you, you maybe the airplane's built now, but again you're you're still still looking what's next what's what's the we, we don't get bored we don't we don't let ourselves get bored you know and that's, that's no cool. no definitely I not think it's, that's great yeah. you know i, I always and i always think if, if i get to a point where like i don't know what's next it's like oh grim reaper's knocking on the door you know <laughs> wait i'm not done yet i'm not done yet <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what that's what kind of intrigues me about it all it's i because I, I i enjoy everything i do i yeah. obviously love teaching guitar i love performing um i really really love teaching the you know music theory and oral skills i uh i wasn't sure um it was a situation i gratefully thankfully found myself in but i really really freaking love teaching those classes i really love interacting with students and talking about these ideas and these concepts and these these skills um and it uh i, I talked to my um my guitar students about this about you know if you want to be a musician like you know musician is now in our world kind of an umbrella term because yes yeah. you're going to perform yes you're going to teach um you know, all the et cetera that comes with it of networking and sure. being professional, you know, showing up early, everything related to, to that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you kind of have to be, so another Bergism uh, from <laughs> from back in the day, uh, he was at a, a faculty meeting uh, and he, some, 
some professor of an orchestral instrument said something to the like of, you know, I sometimes feel guilty teaching these students because, you know, there's this implication you're going to leave with a graduate degree and you're going to move to whatever city and you're going to get a job at whatever orchestra. And this was, um, uh, I, I don't know how long ago this was where you had this conversation, but this professor was saying, you know, now, you know, just orchestras are dying and, you know, it's a, it's not the best scene for an orchestral musician. And so I just feel guilty about what am I sending them off to? And I guess Burke turned to him and said like, now you know how it feels to be a guitarist. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's perfect. I mean, that's, uh, you, I know, you know, I almost hate to use that word entrepreneurial just because it's become like the hot you know, how about sure. word label? But I mean, that's exactly what it is. You know, you can't yeah. just do one thing. We're not all, yeah. you know, there's no. We uh, invented that there, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's, it, I, and I, I hesitate to use the word hustling because I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but because it's, a, I, I don't want to give the, and this might just be, you know, my yeah. misconstrued impression of like, I don't see what I do as hustling the sense of like i'm not trying to elbow somebody out of another right, of gig course. you know i'm working yeah. for my thing yeah. um because again like if you want to be if you want to be a musician in a working musical area um you need to be cool you need to be a good yeah. person you need to be yeah. you, know, you can't be a jerk you know you can't talk ill of others because you will be found out and and yeah. that'll be that getting, um, getting the first gig is easy getting called back is the is the trick exactly exactly and no it's uh I mean, it really does require you to think about what you're doing, how you look at music, how you look at the guitar or mm-hmm. piano or cello or, or mm-hmm. whatever, um, just in a much bigger context of what, you know, what do I really do? What am I trying to do here? How am I trying yeah. to realize this, this musical life, these musical aspects? And um, through teaching, through publishing, through performing, through everything in, uh, and that's something I'm really trying to stress <laughs> to students like about. everything in, yes. <laughs> Um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out there, that makes you an everything really gonna, er. <laughs> everything, yeah. I'm in everything ist. Um, there you go. I love uh, it. Yes, yeah. everything uh, right. uh, You really need to find what's gonna we, what's gonna be the way to make it all work. But you need to do it sincerely. You know, you right. can't no. yeah. uh, you can't just find a find a shtick and kind of, right. you know, try to make it work because if it's not sincere to you, like it, you're never going to put everything into it. And, you know, same thing, like people are going to, people are going to find you out. People are going to figure out what your yeah. thing is and it's probably not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that idea. Yeah. And the, the other, the other part of that, that, that I think it's really important too is, is, you know, if, if you truly love what you do, you know, it, it, working hard isn't a problem, right? You know, it, it's like right, right. Sure, I, I don't mind. I don't mind doing this because this is this is fantastic. I get to do this. This is great. You know, and and it's not. Yeah. I don't feel that way about every little tiny aspect of, of of my work life. Nor you know, historically speaking, over the course of my work life, I haven't felt that way about every little tiny thing. But but what what I have done is been able to kind of mold and shape things. And and you know, as I get older, realizing that like, you know saying no to something so that I can say yes to something more desirable is, you know, is really, really an important lesson to have learned, you know, whereas I think when I was young, I I had this fear of saying no to anything. Like, I don't want to disrespect the profession. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm so lucky to be able to do this in the first place. 
somehow if I say no to stuff, that's like it's taking it for granted, and I don't I don't want to do that. But I it, I, I think I moved past that. <laughs> you know, Man, yeah, saying no that's a that's a that's an important lesson. That's such an important yeah. lesson. No, I mean, there's definitely a point to say yes to everything that comes your way when you're young and you're still trying to make a name for yourself. But yeah, there's a point where if you keep saying yes to everything, you'll have nothing left of you, certainly. Right. Yeah, and yeah. nothing left to, to, to spend on the things that, that you really do want to do. You know, I think that's... that's right, a, right. We only that's have so much we are... time and we have to sleep at some point in time, I think. Right. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> this thing called sleep. <laughs> uh, oh, if you heard a copy, it'll, it'll make it all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're back to that. <laughs> But that's no, that's a that's, that's kind of a thing. I so actually one thing I was thinking about as we were talking, um, Yates and Berg, and actually another professor um, I had at Austin P, uh, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Wood, um, he was uh, composition theory there. Um, they were they're all incredible instructors. I value every word that they spoke. But I think something that re they really taught me that I came to value so so much was it's not just about being the best musician you know whatever everything that means um but also have you read portrait of dorian gray have you seen oh yeah you know so these, these significant life-changing movies have you really listened to music have you know have you thought about art in a much bigger sense when was the last yeah. time you went to an art gallery yeah. uh and he <laughs> this uh well, the composition professor he would always make a reference in his classes to uh something non-musical like literature or mm -hmm. uh poetry or visual art or something and then he would lead up to everything except for the name of the work but he imply everything about it then he turned to the room like graduate students expecting yeah. <laughs> that we should you know if uh, we're if we've hit a certain point like culturally we should be aware about sure, sure. things you know bigger outside of music and uh i think that's just a bigger point of yeah you need to be you can't be a great musician all-encompassing term musician unless you're uh Unless you're a great person, unless you're, right. um, you know, researching culture and art, if you're thinking about things in a much bigger context, because if your life is nothing but scales, man, that's a, right. that's a, that's a, that's a sad thing. Well, you, you know, you use, you use the magic word, I think, context. I think, you know, the idea that the music that we played didn't spring forth from a culture is foolish, you know, it, like, of right, course right. it did, you know, and, and if you don't understand the cultural context of the music that you're approaching to, you know, at least a, some level of depth, you know, what, you know, what, yeah, what, what was going on? What were these people reading? What were they, you know, what shows were they going to see? What was, what was the life that was surrounding them at that time this music was being created? And you should, if, if you don't have at least some understanding of that, I, I don't think you're getting a, 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 a good picture of where the, the music comes from and what it's about in the first place. And then there's just the, the deeper issue of, you know, like, yeah, what do you, what do you know about art? You know, and, and human creation and culture and these things, you know, that that's if if you don't know that stuff, then you know, you you're 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 swimming in the in the shallow end of the pool. <laughs> you know? Right, right. No, absolutely. You know, it, it's yeah, it's you know, playing together. Like if you think about Sor Giuliani, like yeah. I'm sure you can play their music, but if you don't really understand what the salon culture was at the time or yeah. what was happening, um, and you know, who are the the authors that Sora is probably hanging out with and yeah. um, in Paris and drinking wine with and coffee with, right. like you should, you know, understand like, where do they come from? What is their uh, context? And then you'll understand just yeah. so much more, even if it doesn't play out, just, it's so much more enriching and right. um, yeah, just valuable to humanity. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah. a, a great way to spend time as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're going to read, read, 
literature or are you going to play video games? Well, I think also read some literature. Thank you. <laughs> so you, you mentioned there's two things I wanted to kind of, kind of get back to. Um, so sure. you, of course, of course you did a dissertation because you, you are a doctor. Um, what, what was your dissertation on? Uh, my dissertation was on uh, third string music, which is kind of oh, a cool. kind of a dead term, but about the idea of classical jazz fusion. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I looked, um, I looked at uh, third stream through uh, through the guitar and um, uh, uh, composers who uh, composers performers, I should say, who try to balance elements of classical and jazz on the classical yeah. guitar. Um, so I looked at um, uh, analyzed the music from Frederick Hand and uh, Ralph okay. Towner and uh, a, a oh, great cool. uh, New York bass guitarist, Ken Hatfield, um, kind of looking oh. at what their background was, their um, yeah. like how their training in classical and jazz idioms and how they kind of realized these uh, third stream classical jazz hybrid ideals on the, the music that they that they compose or yeah. the elements of improvisation that they incorporate. Sure, sure. Very cool. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that was a really valuable experience because that uh that taught me it's okay to reach out to people i got to email back and forth with ralph towner this guy who's won grammys oh, and man wow. i've never i've uh i've never spell checked an email as intensely as when i email <laughs> that guy it's funny because like i um when i was when i was finishing up my master's degree that was that was on the plate was to go to seattle and and hunt him down and and make, oh, no him, kidding. make him teach me yeah i mean that was that yeah. was that was one of the possible, like, what are you going to do now kind of things that, that was there. It was, it was pretty right. high up the list. And, <laughs> and instead, <laughs> I moved to Columbus to teach at Capital University. I, I think I probably would have rather gone to Seattle. But, you know, this is how things go. <laughs> it's not too yeah, late. Right. I can go to Seattle now, right? <laughs> That's right. right. Uh, Rob, actually, I guess he's, uh, he's living in Italy right now. Is he? Um, oh, is he? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I think he... Uh, well, even better. Yeah, li- <laughs> I mean, I... Darn, if you have, have to, to go, go to Rome, Rome I guess, jeez. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> oh, man, all that wine, how terrible, jeez. <laughs> so. um, but, uh, no, that was that was a really yeah. formative experience because it, it was it was great just to like, correspond with, like, Fred Hand and oh, Ralph yeah. Connor and, oh, and Ken Hanfield and just, um, just to get their perspective and just honestly see how freaking nice they are, just, like, really yeah. kind, considered, generous people, and then actually analyzing the music and getting a sense of, okay, how does this actualize? Yeah. Um, you know, how is Bill Evans such a huge influence on this yeah, piece of music? Or, sure. um, you know, there's not a lot of improvisation in classical guitar rep as we see it now. Right. So um, why did so-and-so use improvisation right here? Yeah. And uh, what are the ideas behind it? Uh, so that was, that was a really, uh, uh, and, uh, if I may say, an educational ask-again experience for me. Oh, yeah. That's, that's very yeah. cool. That is really cool. Did you, did you have the opportunity to run your analysis by the composers uh a little bit i proposed some ideas um and they for the most part they were agreeing yes that's exactly what i'm going for here oh, cool. um and they gave me some other ideas about how like um the with the front piece has uh he wrote a, a really beautiful three movement piece trilogy and he oh, just yeah. kind of wrote something offhandedly about harmony that put me on like a like an hour long, like YouTube deep dive, listening to yeah. different different recordings of Bill Evans. Like, oh, this is how you know he used this. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I couldn't transcribe it just like this textual idea in a very certain way. And that's exactly what he yeah. did here. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, huh. But yeah, just in general, everyone was just super nice and being able to like look at the music in a in a new 
in a new light and get the perspective sure. of what Berg thought about it versus what the jazz professor Legan thought about this music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to kind of come out from both perspectives, it was uh, it was it was an excellent time to yeah. stay up stay up late nights drinking coffee, <laughs> hunched over my my MacBook typing away. <laughs> And then you mentioned that you're you're, you're teaching theory um, and and ear training. Yes, in yes. Western Carolina, is that something? I mean, is that something that you positioned yourself to do while you were in school? Were you thinking, hey, I'm gonna get, I, I want to get a job teaching theory because I might actually get a job teaching theory, <laughs> or is, is that something that, that came along um, more more serendipitously? It, uh, it, it, uh, so this is where um, so in addition to uh, building the airplane while I'm trying to fly it. Uh, <laughs> I find that a lot of, uh, a lot of where I am right now has come from kind of, um, uh, stumbling about in the dark a little bit. Um, <laughs> but once I get a hold of something, just really latching on. So with, um, uh, Western Carolina, I am um, taught, uh, so I taught, uh, music appreciation for a semester. Turns out, and I was so excited to teach again the next semester because I've done this. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to retail everything. turns out the university was not offering theory. Excuse me. Was not offering music appreciation in the spring semester, but one of the faculty members mentioned, "Oh, we're looking for a one semester full time uh, theory teacher teaching uh, the second level of music theory here." Yeah. So I. Uh, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I. Uh, they did their interviews after the semester, and so rather than have, I think there were ten people total they were interviewing for this. Rather than have them all come on campus, um, this is my first experience with Zoom. I. My interview oh, was a good. Zoom interview, and I and I, I jumped on. I, I did the Zoom interview, and I thought, "Oh, Zoom, cool! I'll probably never use that again." But good to know that it's there. <laughs> oh. How long I was. <laughs> um, but uh, so I I knew it, and they um, I somehow tricked them all into to giving me the job, and so I I taught uh, I taught music theory there for a. Uh, that, that level of music theory for section of a class there for a semester. And, um, man, that was, I was nervous at first. Yeah. That's not the right way. I was terrified at first. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, just, I, I have to, I swear I owe a lot of this to Berg and, and it's, but thinking about teaching guitar really helped me understand how I should teach this class because it's, you know, it, these are concepts, these are abstract theoretical yeah. concepts. Um, but the way I would work with a student on a musical idea, trying to find where they're at and what's the inroad to make this work. Um, you know, I can't apply it to every single person in a classroom, but it really got me thinking about what's the best way to um, try to convey this idea, to convey this concept and how maybe three different ways, just so you're kind of reaching expansive students. Um, uh, so I did, I taught theory there and then the next semester I was offered oral skills classes at Western. Um, and at the same time, uh, UNC offered me a, a music theory class to teach throughout the, throughout the year. Um, uh, so I love teaching theory and oral skills. I remember one day I, when the department chair at the time asked me like, would you like to teach oral skills in the fall? And of course I said, yes, that's fantastic. Yes. I'd love to. And in my head I was thinking, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> Um, uh, so there was a lot of, uh, like I said, my wife, she's a, she's a vocalist. And so there was a lot of picking her brain about, okay, what do I do here? Like, what are the selfish hand signs? And, um, uh, and with that, I think our skills, I, I think about much more, 
um, much more so like teaching guitar because you're teaching skills. You're teaching yeah. audiation. You're right. helping students who've never sung a note before use their voice in a certain way. Sure. Um, and uh, I went from thinking this is a terrible idea. I shouldn't be doing this to like, I freaking love teaching this class. It's just, it's yeah. so much fun. And I like just working with people and trying to get them to, I have, the, I realized yesterday I have this bad tendency of someone's really nervous in class trying to get through a certain, like a certain melody and they have a breakthrough and they hit like three notes in a row and they get really shy i tend to be very like yes you and i like start pointing at them and i don't mean to point at them like i look like i'm yelling at them especially wearing a mask but um oh my gosh yeah just, oh wow yeah yeah so that, that's its own that's its own element um but uh, uh no i just i i there's something about working with these these core concepts these ideas that i i just find so engaging like i there's something really special about teaching classes, teaching these ideas, these skills in the mm -hmm, class that mm -hmm. um, I see related to, like where I am when I'm teaching guitar. But um, it's just a much bigger, uh, I mean, literally, just like a much bigger, much bigger umbrella version of it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm yeah, balancing oral skills in theory, and I, I dang it, it's a lot of a lot of grading, a lot of planning. But there's something really interesting just working with students about just general musicianship, not about, mm -hmm. you know. You know, not yeah. teaching guitar, but just like these are core skills and concepts that you need to develop. Even if you're never right. going to, if no one's ever going to walk up to you at a cocktail party and ask you to explain a secondary <laughs> dominant chord, um, at least understanding its context and its function, its form, you can yeah, take that to absolutely. whatever you do in your respective musical medium. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, it's interesting because we, we play, we play an, an instrument that, that deals with harmony in a very direct way you know and, and I, right, I, always, right. I always thought you know it, it, it's interesting to me that uh, you, you take people who are used to playing one note at a time all the time and right. give them context and teach them how you know that, that uh, the, the way that you're going to tune the third of a chord is is different you know whether you know it's a it's a leading tone or not and these kinds of things and, and why right. you know I think that's that's a fascinating thing because you you know you have these yeah. people who just they can play the heck out of their instruments, you know, great, you know, sound sound fantastic. But you give them this other way of knowing or being aware of what it is that they're playing, and it just blows wide open. You know, I think it's it's, it's a, that's a, right. that's a very cool thing to see. Yeah, yeah. So you, you 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 convinced folks with with that that uh, to to give you this job without a theory comp degree. That's 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 the that's the amazing part to me is like because I saw so I, often where those positions would come up and I'd be like I, hey you know I can teach that if you trust me I can teach that and they were like oh no no we need we need to hire another adjunct who's got a theory comp degree so you know next thing you know there's four sections of theory classes they've hired four different adjuncts to teach this where it's like wait you know I've been here for. <laughs> 20 years, I could I, I can teach these classes. I promise you I can teach these classes. Do you have a theory of reading? Well, no, I know, but I know this stuff, and I can teach this stuff. So, yeah, so okay. that, good for you for for, for breaking the breaking down those walls. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I just knew the exact right tie to wear in the interview. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but no, I'm, uh, again, it's, it's a lot of work, and there's a yeah. lot involved with it, but I'm, uh, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful to be doing this kind of a thing. Right. Um, and now that you have that yeah, experience I mean, too, I mean, that's, that's, you know, you've, you've, you've crossed that threshold. That's experience that, you know, it, if you needed to have that experience in the future, you have it now, you know, um, certainly, and, I, certainly. And, I, and I gotta tell you, like I, the, 
the few guys that I know who have gotten full-time guitar teaching jobs in the in the in the past decade or so, a lot of them were like, you know, they they got a job teaching theory <laughs> or they got a job <laughs> teaching history. And oh, by the way, I do this guitar thing too, you know, and I think that's that's right. that's when I when I think back about think back to my decisions and, and, and what I did, you know, if, if there was one thing that I might have done different, that that might have been it was was to, you know, maybe diversify my degree collection a little bit more to, right. to make myself more employable but um you know but it's it, it, it kind of it kind of makes me think about what you, what you said a second well a little while ago about the like the 18 month to your thing of like yeah. you know selling and just like trying to make things happen and i mean just you know if you just walked into a situation where like here's you know here here's the exact job that you want here's a bunch of money like you know <laughs> You know, run off and be married. Wait, does that um, like, happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, that's that's one thing. If if people are fortunate enough to find themselves in that situation, excellent, groovy, go for it. Um, but I think there is something to say about um, having to scrape things together and kind of really getting your ass kicked and being put in really yeah. um, uh, being put in situations you were not necessarily anticipating that really teach you who you are, really show you sure. who you are as a I guess again, again, like the the umbrella musician term as a teacher, as a performer, as a, as an everything er. Um, uh, and I think finding my uh, finding this these positions, teaching these classes, you know, along with guitar, um, man, get in front of a room of bleary eyed, very tired students at eight a.m. Oh, and no, like no, we gotta no. we gotta sing some selfish gals up and down. Like, all right, let's do this. Uh, and you really uh, you really kind of refine your uh, your teaching um, abilities that way. And it's been and there are some tough ADM classes, but yeah. uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, no, that's I, cruel and unusual punishment right there. That's uh, like for you and the students. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but uh, it's um, no, it's really uh, it's really giving me a different perspective on teaching in general, not just yeah. classes or um, sure. or teaching guitar of any of any level, you know, college to yeah. You know, yeah to a bare bones beginner um it's really made me think about pedagogy as just a much bigger encompassing thing of um what does it really mean to teach yeah. um and what does it really mean to uh again this is getting very bergy and again i love it yeah. um, <laughs> uh, no it's uh it's a it's preach, an in-depth brother, preach. <laughs> it's a it's a thing man it's a thing it's uh and i'm i'm still refining the airplane refining sure. the yeah. uh, the way around it Love it, love it. Yeah. So, what's what's next? What's coming up for you? What what, what have we got going on here on the on the horizon? Uh, at the moment, I um, like a lot of people. Thankfully, I'm uh, I'm happily getting back to to gigging and playing again. Um, there's a great uh, place in Asheville, the uh, the Asheville Guitar Bar. Um, oh, cool. Owners, uh, it's it's fantastic. It's a it's a really great little and it's all it's fantastic because it's a small kind of intimate venue. It's um, uh, like you know, uh, beer, wine, um, the owners, Mark and Julia are really lovely people. And they, uh, um, uh, before in the before times, as we say now, um, <laughs> there was a, a pretty, pretty steady, uh, classical guitar night that I would, I would play my wow. wife and I, uh, we, we are our voice and guitar duo. We play, yeah. um, and other guitars in the area would play it. Um, then obviously everything happened and, right. and it, they're kind of, uh, reframing their, um, uh, how they want to run the run the venue, and so we've been having um, 
Circling uh, Guitar Nights coming back, and those have been really well attended. It's been great oh, just to put cool. music out there. Um, so we've been doing that. Um, I've uh, been playing at Factory Showcases. I played at a thing at um, this thing, uh, Porch Fest out in Highlands, North Carolina. Okay. I got to play like a full solo set for the first time in a long time. That was uh, that was an experience. That was just a, a selfishly joyful experience. It's, it's, it's funny how unfamiliar that becomes when you're not used to doing it you know yeah yeah <laughs> i was like whoa i used to do this all the time and this feels really weird right now <laughs> uh so um so that's been uh that's been very soul affirming i have to say yeah. um and on top of that i um i'm trying to get some more rangy projects together uh, mm -hmm. my wife and i are doing um i'd like to get us recorded at some point um we um we do a lot of uh we originally started doing a lot of Edith Piaf tunes and oh, um, cool. music from from her area, era, yeah. um, uh, just arranged for uh, guitar and voice. And so yeah. we've been kind of expanding on top of that, doing some more um, just across the scope of French music. So um, Faure, Satie, yeah. um, looking to do some Jacques Brel, um, do some more oh, modern cool. uh, French tunes. Um, so we're kind of solidifying set for that and we'd like to uh, record at some point. Um, yeah. I, I want to take a stab recording some demos, but recording voice and guitar i have no clue what i'm doing i just barely figured out how to record guitar <laughs> alone so uh we want to we want to plan a really good program set for that and then we like to get that recorded at some point um, as as life gets more uh opened up and better sure sure and i'm i'm, I'm terrible about this I, I actually i remembered it finally like i'm getting better at, at, at this i guess um so, like, if people want to find you out there in in the the World Wide Web and whatnot, um, and maybe maybe they want to buy your awesome CD, um, where where can we where where can we find you? Um, man, how funny would it be if you asked me that question and they just said, "I'm not online." <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. My next question would be like, "Tell me about that. How does that work?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I am, uh, I, I am indeed online. Um, uh, I am online, uh, andyjerkguitar.com, um, uh, andyjerkguitar on Instagram. Um, I guess I have Twitter, but I don't, <laughs> um, uh, you can, I'm, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, but my album, um, it's, uh, it's streaming on all the usual suspects, Spotify, okay. uh, Apple music, um, Napster, which is still a thing apparently. Really? Yeah, wow. and oh I my. just heard this. Apparently, um, irony of ironies, of all the streaming services, Napster apparently pays the best. Of course, because nothing Go makes figure. sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the question. Is Metallica on Napster? Ah, ooh. <laughs> that is... That is a question. <laughs> and are you... Are you is the is the recording only streaming or are you do you, did you make hard copies? Oh no, there are uh, there are physical copies as well, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, which you can purchase through my website. Um, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I grapple yeah. with that because you know it's funny. I like I, I feel driven to make recordings. Like it's just something that I've been doing constantly for for many many years, and 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 it's going to the point now. It's like why why am I making CDs? What are, what are these for? Like with who? Nobody nobody buys them <laughs> you know i send them to people nobody buys them i don't i don't i actually i had to buy a cd player just this year because 
the the ones that I had in the house that I hadn't used in years were all defunct and weren't working. I was like, right. wow, I have to buy a CD player. And that was hard. It was hard to find a decent one. And, you know, it's like... Oh, I'm sure, yeah. It's very strange. So, I, But I think it's like I have this compulsion to record and, and I've always made CDs, so I'm going to continue to make CDs, I guess. But it seems kind of silly. Like, I, what are they I, for? <laughs> I, I, I knew I wanted a physical CD. I definitely want to print physical CDs just for yeah. the... Just for the pride of saying I did this, you know. Like, I mean, yeah. I grew up um, like living in record stores and just scanning them, and just there's that there's just that tangible thing of like holding something, looking at the artwork, and looking at the track yeah. listing, and you might have an idea of what it is, but you don't really know. So just there's something really still like I don't know. I don't, there's to me right now there's still something really magical about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to get I wanted to have actual physical copies pressed, um, and I still have a. a significant box of them upstairs but <laughs> in my closet but um i i have been selling them i have been selling copies yeah. Good for um, you. here and there um yeah it's just it's nice to actually have that like yeah. that physical i did this this is something yep. that i you know i you know maybe i outsource like elements like the artwork or like the mixing and mastering sure. but like i arranged this music i recorded it i edited it i did this oh, whole yeah. thing and so there's there is something inevitably kind of uh really uh instills a sense of pride to say that plus yeah. i I have to say, I mean, people will, you know, if you bring copies of the out of performance, people will still buy right. them. You know, That's you're, true. Yeah. You're not going to make bank. But um, my first uh, solo gig out after everything, um, I mean, obviously, we're still in the midst of all this. But right. my first significant solo gig, like I um, oversold CDs. I had to come back the next day and give somebody a copy. Oh, that's um, awesome. That was. And so I think there's still something to say about the um, the just the personal experience that music can be in performance and people want yeah. that. I, I don't want to say, I don't know if souvenir is the right word, but people want that memento of that moment. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I get that. And then it's, it's true. That's the only time, the only time I ever, ever saw hard copies is, is at a, at a performance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's right. It's, right. It's, yeah. Huh. I, I'm, I'm looking for somebody who has, has figured out the streaming game where it's like, no man, this is how you do it. And this is what you do. And I, I, you know, I, I, I want to find that person who can tell me how to do this successfully because right now I'm just like, I, sure, I'll put it on this. I'll do this and this. And, and, you know, I get the reports from, from CD baby about all the, all the plays that I've had on things and everything. It's like, and here's right. your $2, you know, right, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm kind of curious about, um, the, the episode you did with, uh, uh, Robert Trent, you're talking about yeah. that classical specific streaming service i'm really curious about that yeah i need um, to i need to i need to get back to that yeah yeah curious. i'm i'm maybe there's a way um i've heard like i listen to musicians on podcasts say like we need to own the um i mean they're talking about you know big commercial music rock music saying you need to own the um uh, i was like own the masters or own like a certain pub uh publishing right to it and then right, you get right, right. like x amount more like fractions of a cent on the dollar but um, yeah, su maybe supposedly, a, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's a it's a weird new world we live in. I don't know. It's I'm I'm sure there's a way to figure it all out, but um, uh, I want to I, I want to find I, those guys, the people that it, that yeah. have figured it out. I want I want to talk to them because I it makes yeah. no sense to me at all. It's you know you mentioned like stumbling around in a dark room and and like I, I've when this is one of those aspects that I kind of feel like that, you know, it's like, I've, I've been doing this forever and I'm going to keep doing it. But like, yeah, it's just like, yeah. Oh, let's try this. Okay. You know, and, and it, it takes me, I, I don't know that I'm the most adaptable person in the world. So, you know, 
I'm always a couple of years behind stuff anyway before huh. I figure stuff out. It's like okay, well, so and just the, that the, the recording thing has has really been kind of kind of that way for me. But you know, I like. I, I know that people are doing it, so it's a. But you know, meanwhile, I create CDs. You know? The funny thing, one of the CDs that I did is so funny because like, it's like, it it was a great idea in concept. You know, I I, I did little mini sets. Um, it's a Molino Prelude, a Lignani Caprice, and a Rigondi Etude, and you know, related to oh, cool. You know, and and there, if you listen to the disc in order. It makes a whole lot of sense, and it's a great program. It's like, oh, that's really cool. But, you know, the minute you put it in your iTunes or whatever, and it gets it just you know, gets... all scrambled up and everything. Because yeah. some of those Molino things are only like 30 seconds long. It's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so every, you know, every time I, 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 I sell, sell that CD or give it to somebody, I always tell them, the, the best way to handle this, you really have to listen to it in order. You know? and, then, and then I think of the, the streaming thing, too, because it's on, on all the Spotify and everything. It's like, yeah, somebody's listening, and you know, one of those goes by. It's like, what, what was that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it makes sense if you listen to it in order. You know? But, it's, right, but right. That, I, that, was, that was right at the, right about the time where people started. When, I, don't, I don't remember when I made, made that recording, but it was like right, right at the time when people stopped doing CDs, you know, <laughs> that, that was when right. they were becoming an artifact of the past. I was like, oh, <laughs> just, it would, my luck would figure that that's, that's how that would go. Great. One more question for you that I, that I just thought about. Um, please, please. When, when you were a student at USC, this is probably, mm-hmm. this is probably ancient history, but was there the practice room wall? Did, did you see that? I heard of the practice room wall okay. because right. the the music department, or at least the practice rooms, were in a, a, a different building, kind of like up. Um, so the music school is all in in one one building right now. But I know that okay. uh, Bert told me that there was like a there was like another area or like another building in the anthropology building, yeah, in, in Hamilton. Um, because the 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 music department used to be at McMaster, which was an old high school. I can't remember. It was on. Um, Oh, the street with the median. I can't remember what what, what street it was on, but so and and his his office used to be where the um, some sort of federal building now. Uh, oh, yeah, it like huh. the, the, the the there's the walkway across. I think it was over Blossom Street, and the humanities building was. Was there? I, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, I got there were a couple yeah, yeah, little yeah. houses where where those federal buildings are now, and his his office was in one of those, and then oh, up, okay. the, up the block where that that high school, which I think the art department's still in the high school. I, I was there a couple of years ago and walked around there. So. Um, but the yeah the the practice rooms for the guitarists were down in the basement of the anthropology building, and you had to go down this like cement stairwell with like a single light bulb kind of swinging in the breeze. It was really creepy, actually. <laughs> no window in the door, you know, and you open it up and it's like this long, dark corridor. And at the yeah, at the very end of it, there was, there was a room, and I know it had started before I got there, um, but it really exploded. Not, 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 I had nothing to do with this, but it, the, the level of activity on the wall really, really exploded during my time there. And, and you know, somebody had had to have taken a picture of it at some point in time, you know, and... and it's- it, it's it got to be recorded yeah. somewhere. There was. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we, we, we've got to hit up the uh, the the alumni and see 
see what we can what we can find for this. But so that was that was long gone by the time you were you were there. But you heard of it. That's, I think that's fantastic. I heard of it because I remember one time Berg mentioned. Um, so uh, when he was talking about this, the old buildings and the and the wall, and he. It was like a guitar litter, guitar pedagogy class. I can't remember, but he was talking about this, and we're all interested. And then he looked at me because I was the um, the the grad assistant at the time. And he looked at me and pointed at me, and he said, "And actually, my grad assistants back in the day had their own specific office." And he said, "Like there was like a beautiful like a window like painted up to the campus. It was like a beautiful view." Yeah. And he said, yes. "It was great. There was like a coffee machine. You had a refrigerator there. It was great." And I thought, yeah. "That's wonderful. That doesn't help me at all." But thanks. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> so you didn't have an office? Uh, we had a we had like a big shared office, which I did like, okay. which was nice. Yeah. But uh, it was you know like the center of the building, so like there was no you didn't right. have those day or night. It was like a yeah. like a casino. It was just kind of. I'm I'm pretty sure one of his grad assistants lived in that that office during the time he was he was there. I mean he was always there. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, like you'd walk by that that building like you know two o'clock in the morning and then the light would be on in there. You'd see the little glow from the television set, you know, like, I think Scott's <laughs> living in there. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Uh-huh. So is there anything else we should talk about, Andy? <laughs> um, I, uh, I think that's, that's, that's what I got. Um, no, it's just great. such a pleasure. Uh, yeah. I, I do the, the commute to Western all the time, and then your, uh, this podcast is a constant companion, so just a pleasure being here, a pleasure I'm, talking to you, I'm, man. I'm, I'm happy to hear, hear, hear about that, so that's, uh, it makes me, it makes me happy. So it's, it's been, <laughs> this was, in a lot of ways, this was my pandemic project, and uh, it's, it's turned out to be just a whole lot of fun. I, I mean, I don't know what else comes of it other than that, but I don't really care because it's, 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 it's been a blast, and uh, you know, I, I appreciate your time. Um, and we can do it again sometime too. I mean, that's the other thing is I'm, gonna, I'm eventually I'm going to run out of guests to talk to. I'm going to have to bring everybody back, you know. <laughs> I mean, we could do a, come on down to Asheville. We could do a big roundtable with Bogdanovich and everybody. I love this idea very much, and that's 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 one of the things that that I've thought you know is 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 this, this thing evolves. That's that's one of the things that I thought would be fun to do is is you know I can do this anywhere. I can take it on the road. I can, right, right. I pod, podcast from everywhere, you know, and, and I know people places, so I can I can travel to them, and we can do we can do it live. Wow, we could actually like you know have a pot of coffee and sit at the same table and do it live. That would be great. So, but no, I really, I really appreciate your, your time and, and talking to me and, and, and sharing your wisdom with us and, and, uh, wish you just the best of, best of luck with all of your, your projects and everything and all the, everything inging. Um, it's a, it's a, you're, you're doing great stuff and, and it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you about it. Carl, man, thank you so much. Such a pleasure on my end. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye now. Cheers. This is Carl Wolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar on My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Wolwind Guitarist on Facebook. Mm-hmm.